Welcome to the AdWoke Podcast. My name is Brett Craig, and here's my story. I'm a former chief creative officer that worked at two of the biggest ad agencies on the West Coast for some of the most famous brands in the world. About two years ago, I was canceled for a five-year-old casting email that someone posted on Instagram. I used some imperfect language. It was taken out of context, and it all happened in the middle of the racial tensions of 2020. The social media mobbing that ensued in the comment section below my email posted on Instagram caused me to lose my job and to be called some rather ugly names that I never thought I'd be called. Suddenly, I went from the top of my career to no career at all. Canceled. Even friends that supported me privately wouldn't come near me publicly. I'm a Christian, and I do believe that God is working all things together for my good, but it was quite honestly one of the most devastating experiences of my life. But it was also strangely liberating. I woke up to a new world, full of uncertainty, but also full of opportunity. The opportunity to do something in short supply in the corporate world today. Tell the truth. I no longer had to be conflicted promoting ideas I don't agree with. And in these times of deceit, I counted a privilege to be able to speak honestly. That's what the AdWoke podcast is all about. I'm going to give it to you straight. We're going to occasionally laugh, and I'm going to say the things you're not allowed to say. Not because I just want to be provocative, although the truth is often provocative, but because I believe the truth will set you free. Welcome to the AdWoke Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the term Latinx. And if I mispronounce it, forgive me. I thought for the longest time it was Latinx because I'm just a gringo doing my best to make it through the world, the woke world where all kinds of new terms are made up uh, and Everybody's language is changing so fast that no one can keep up with it. I think that's kind of the point of Wokeese is to help you sort of commit some kind of violation so you can be canceled. But in any case, Latinx is the term I want to talk about. And specifically, the irony that woke progressives, who I notice are often white in complexion, just something I noticed, have decided to tell an entire culture, people of color, ironically, what their language should be. Hmm, it's interesting. Of course, it is Hispanic Heritage Month. If you didn't know that, it started on September 15th, and it goes to October 15th. Now, I grew up in Southern California, and so I know just enough about the Spanish language uh, because we all had to take Espanol in school. Uh, I was terrible at it, but I do know enough to get around Mexico when I'm on vacation, just a little bit like Donde es el baño. Uh, I don't have a lot of knowledge, but enough to know when I see a strange new word appearing in the language, Latinx, which oddly started showing up in emails at my ad agency as the El Revolution for social justice broke out in the summer of 2020. Now, I had heard of Latinx, but it kind of struck me as a odd term, honestly, and I thought surely this invented woke progressive word would not catch on and surely it would not make its way into agency life for at least like five years. But I was so very wrong. In any case, again, since it's Hispanic Heritage Month, an article appeared in my LinkedIn feed last week. It's an ad age article and it's written by a Cuban-American woman named Diana Brooks. Uh, And the article is semi-edgy for ad age because it's a bit of a mild poke in the eye of the woke movement that has basically commandeered the ad industry and made it more boring than a gender studies class at UC Berkeley. And I do stress, uh, by the way, that this article is just a mild pushback on the term uh, Latinx at best. But but hey, at least someone had the courage to ask some much-needed and overdue questions about this term. In any case, the article by Diana Brooks is entitled, Marketers, Please Stop Calling Me Latinx. 
And lo and behold, the article goes on to make the argument that when marketers refer to all those in the Hispanic community as Latinx, and I'm sorry if the pronunciation is off, but I'm trying my best. The, the author goes on to say that, that it, it's kind of, she feels it's kind of painting all Hispanics with one broad and unwelcome brushstroke. Again, Diana Brooks is Cuban-American, as I said. So this is where she's coming from as a Cuban-American. Now, Diana Brooks notes in her Ad Age article that when marketers use the word Latinx to refer to Hispanics, she understands it's being done to be gender neutral. And yes, quote-unquote inclusive towards those who identify as non-binary. But she says that it's actually exclusive when marketers use the term Latinx because she writes, and she goes on to explain... This is her quote, her words, lumping everyone into one label in the name of inclusivity by nature excludes a lot of people. Again, she says lumping everyone into one label in the name of inclusivity by nature excludes a lot of people. So why is she saying that using the term Latinx is uh, to refer to all Hispanics is exclusive? Why is she saying that? Well, because in her article, she goes on to explain that uh, basically 61% of people who describe themselves as Hispanic or Latino prefer the word Hispanic, right? And only 25% have ever even heard the term Latinx. And I think the same Pew research cites the fact that um, only 3% of all Hispanics even use the word Latinx. And I'll interject and add here. Uh, I think if you went down to Mexico, like say Guadalajara, or maybe if you went down to Ecuador, I venture to say that 0% of the population would know what the heck Latinx means. Uh, Most of America doesn't know what it means. In any case, uh, Brooks goes on in her article in AdAge to cite uh, some more stats to support her argument. And and the basic point she's making uh, is that a large majority of Hispanics are just rejecting the term Latinx wholesale. Uh, Diana Brooks then goes on to pose a question in the article. And and in so many words, she asks if Latinx is just an, an inauthentic term being used by brands for the sake of appearing woke versus being truly inclusive. Uh, Because though she seems to agree that Latinx, I said it wrong, Latinx is an attempt to be inclusive, she says it ultimately comes off as exclusive. Because again, so few Hispanic folks actually refer to themselves this way. Now, the author of this Ad Age article that pushes back on this term, Latinx, is also careful to add that she believes that, quote, Yes, for people, gender is a construct. Uh, And I want to talk about this for a second because I think it's important. So while she is pushing back on the term Latinx, she is quick to affirm the idea that gender is merely a construct, that people, uh, that for people, gender is just a construct. Uh, And by sort of throwing the woke a bone uh, here, I think she's trying to appease the unappeasable woke who, as we know, demand everyone affirm their ideas about everything, including gender. Uh, Now, for those that are the unwoke among us, uh, this idea of gender being just a quote-unquote construct is not the point of this podcast, but I do think it's worth just quickly laying out what this idea that gender is a construct is about. Uh, So quickly, here's the theory, Uh, and, and it's important, and you can look this up, and I'm not making this up, so go look it up. This is what uh, the folks that came up with this notion of gender is a construct, this is what they believe. Radical gender theorists believe this. And it's quite a conspiratorial notion, as you will see. But they believe that a binary understanding of gender is simply a made-up construct. Uh, 
just a kind of byproduct of culture, if you will, right? Uh, and, and this binary understanding of gender was just created to preserve, yes, the patriarchy. In other words, uh, the notion of a gender binary, meaning a, a, a belief that there is uh, male and female, and that's kind of the reality of gender, uh, that was just invented by men. Uh, and it was just invented in order to use it as a tool of oppression and subjugation over women uh, and queer folks. Now, you might ask, uh, why would radical gender theorists assert this very conspiratorial idea? Glad you asked. Because they are neo-Marxists who can only view the world through their neo-Marxist lens of oppression and grievance. So when people say gender is just a construct, it's worth understanding where this theory comes from. Uh, look it up yourself. You'll see that critical gender theory was invented by neo-Marxists from the Frankfurt School in Germany. And these neo-Marxists, long time ago, uh, believe everything is about oppression, including the binary understanding of gender which exists across all cultures since the beginning of recorded history. Okay. In any case, critical gender theory, which is embraced by the woke progressives, is just that. It's a theory, a neo-Marxist theory designed to divide people and make people resentful because that's the goal of neo-Marxism. Half the people that believe these things have no idea where they came from or what the intention of these ideologies are, but I'm telling you, they are neo-Marxist ideas, and neo-Marxists want to overturn uh, the structure of society, uh, and 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 that's how they view everything, through the lens of oppression. Now, if anyone is free to believe in the conspiratorial gender theory, this radical, critical gender theory that neo-Marxists have espoused, but they're not free to impose this theory on gender on others. Right? Because we live in America and you can believe it if you want, but you're not free to impose it on someone else. Uh, but now I want to put this sort of discussion about critical radical gender theory aside and this idea of gender being a construct aside. I just wanted to dress that out a little bit because I think it's super relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, and let's get back to the thrust of the Ad Age article. Again, the author of this Ad Age article goes on to say that Latinx, while it may be inclusive of non-binary people, it's actually exclusive of the majority of Hispanics who reject the term because they don't refer to themselves that way. And I would just say, of course, it's exclusive uh, because it's being imposed on the majority of Hispanics against their will. Uh, and, and here's what I want to focus on today is this idea that it's being imposed because the woke progressives are religious fanatics who believe in this radical gender theory, an idea that's rejected by 99% of cultures in the world. Uh, it's a very Western progressive slash academic idea. Uh, in any case, uh, and this is my point about this, the woke progressives, the DEI consultants that push these ideas and corporations, etc., despite what the author of this article might think, they are not up for a conversation about uh, these ideas, right? Uh, that gender is just a construct. That's a, they're not going to debate that. Uh, hence, they're going to insist that Hispanics use the term Latinx. And I can never say it. Lest you be accused of being e exclusionary and not inclusive. So now, I just don't think most people have figured this part out. Uh, and and what, I, what I mean by that is I don't think that they figured out that the woke progressives are totalitarians. They are religious zealots who feel it is their right to change another culture's language because they are righteous, pious human beings, and they really believe these ideas about gender, and they think they are liberating people from oppression. 
Uh, so they're like evangelists, if you will, bringing heaven down to earth so that all humans will at long last finally achieve perfect equity. And if they have to change another culture's language to do it, so be it. See, for these folks, uh, they will label this article by Diana Brooks as insensitive and unwelcoming and closed-minded, which, by the way, if you look at the comments underneath her post on LinkedIn, uh, which, I've, uh, which I've linked to it in the show notes, quite a few people uh, did say that in the comments. But here's the thing to understand about the term Latinx. The woke religionists are not asking permission. They don't care if their term makes Hispanics or anyone feel excluded. Again, because they are not asking Hispanics. They are imposing Latinx on them. Not only are the woke overturning a 10,000-year-old, or I don't know, maybe older, uh, but it's been a lot of years, of cross-cultural understanding of the binary reality of sex, they also demand, because they are the new Puritans, that everyone recognize their radical gender theory, and they demand... They demand that you not only accept their newfangled gender theory, but that you, yes, you Hispanics, change your language to accommodate their radical ideas about gender. In other words, it's not enough for them to have the freedom to believe their idea, right? Uh, That gender is a construct. They expect that everyone else will adopt their views on gender and that they will also use this word, Latinx, and also announce, everyone will announce their preferred pronouns or else. And believe me, the or else is coming. Now, I think many well-intentioned left-leaning liberals, which I imagine the author probably is one, I don't think uh, they really understand that the woke are totalitarians. They're different. Their worldview is not up for debate. And they demand that everyone adhere to their worldview, whether it's defund the police or insisting that you discriminate based on race in the name of anti-racism, like Ibram X. Kendi espouses, or maybe it's injecting your kid with an experimental elixir uh, that you don't believe your child needs. They demand that you do what they say. Now, just a quick example. I have a friend from California uh, who happens to be progressive, quite progressive, uh, and she just doesn't want to inject her kids with the latest elixir from the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, But guess what? She has to hide this fact from her friends, knowing that even though she's on board for the full woke progressive agenda, and she is, there's this one issue, and this one issue would cause her to be banished from the woke temple. She would be called an anti-vaxxer or a science denier. Again, because the woke are not up for a discussion about any of their radical beliefs. They don't brook any dissent. Uh, They are fervent progressive missionaries who excommunicate anyone who doesn't agree with their woke worldview about certain elixirs that pharmaceuticals want you to put in your body and in your kid's body, uh, about racial issues or how you vote or what you believe about gender. All of these things, they have a point of view and they expect you to adhere to their point of view. But I want to go beyond this Ad Age article uh, even more and expand on the irony of this, the contradiction of woke progressives telling Hispanics they need to adopt this term that woke progressives invented. Think about this. Because again, it's not enough that the woke believe these radical ideas. That would be one thing. They insist that you believe these radical ideas. Now, we hear the woke progressives talk a lot about this term colonization, right? We hear this a lot. And I'm not talking about colonization in the sense of European colonies that were established across the world, which, of course, happened. 
I'm talking about colonization, which, according to the woke, is the idea that we as Americans in the West, for instance, impose our beliefs on other cultures. It's colonization in the cultural sense. Uh, And if somebody calls you a colonizer, trust me, it's not a compliment. But the idea of colonizing today is more in the cultural sense, like I said, and it's this idea that we impose our westernized kind of American culture and worldview on other cultures, and we we tend to appropriate other cultures. Uh, Now, just to give you a little example of this, it would be like the Atlanta Braves, you you know, kind of like a lot of these uh, mascots debates that we've been having in America and college and in the pros. The notion there is how dare we name a sports team after an indigenous people? Or or another example that uh, I remember made the news maybe a year or two ago, uh, it, it was uh, that white women were wearing hoop earrings uh, or that white women were wearing cornrows, as Adele the singer did. And the notion was there, how dare white women take a cultural tradition from black women and appropriate it? Uh, and that's kind of the argument that it's a form, that that's a form of cultural colonization, according to the DEI slash anti-racist crowd. Uh, the woke consider this a form of erasure or diminishment uh, Because the dominant Western culture is taking these cultural traditions and affectations and making them sort of like playthings for our white Western hegemonic enjoyment. Now, I could argue that calling your pro baseball team the Braves is the opposite of erasure, but instead a celebration of American Indians and hardly erasure or diminishment. I could also argue that white women wearing hoop earrings or cornrows, which is a black cultural thing, uh, just shows how impactful black culture is in America, and it is so impactful, and we all know this. Uh, So many black people are cultural leaders, and so many kids look up uh, to black cultural leaders and sets their fashion and the way they speak, and and it has such an influence on the culture, Uh, and has such an influence, so much so that black women set the tastes of the day, and women of all colors want to emulate uh, their beauty and aesthetics. Uh, So I can make the case that this so-called colonization has positive aspects, It's just basically what happens when you mash up cultures. It's what America kind of is, one giant cultural mashup. But let's leave that aside. Let's leave the positive. (laughs) There's positives in uh, this idea. Uh, Let's leave it aside and let's embrace the left's very negative notion of colonization. Uh, And in this observation that it's super demeaning when Western cultures impose their ways of being, uh, their thinking on other cultures, uh, that it's diminishing when they appropriate other cultures' traditions, particularly indigenous cultures. Uh, their ways of being, their clothing, their music, their jargon, et cetera, et cetera. Well, then by that definition, right, white woke progressives telling Hispanics who, again, happen to be a people of color that they need to change their language seems to be the very definition of colonizing. Now, isn't a bunch of white folks saying to Hispanics, hey, guess what? We're going to change your language and how you identify By coining this made-up term, Latinx, and guess what, person of color, we white progressives demand that you use this term. And if you don't, well, we might just attack you by calling you insensitive and exclusionary and maybe even a bigot, etc., etc. Isn't imposing Latinx the very definition of being a colonizer? White American progressives, and I'm not saying every progressive is white, but I'm just saying a lot of them are white, believing they have the right to impose their views and change another culture's language. And they don't even have to ask Hispanics because they are culturally superior. They are enlightened and inclusive and armed with degrees and PhDs so they get to tell other cultures how their language should work and how they should identify themselves. 
That's my Thurston Howe III, Gilligan's Island. If you weren't born before a certain time, you won't you won't know what I'm talking about, but you could watch a rerun of Gilligan's Island on Netflix or something, or maybe on Amazon Prime. Again, why do woke progressives feel that they can do this and indeed that they must do this? And, he, and here's the answer. Because gendered languages like Spanish throw a monkey wrench into their radical gender theories, uh, which they're so committed to. Gendered languages are a cultural reality that reminds the woke progressives of the gender binary and the reality that there is a binary understanding of gender across all cultures. The gender binary is so real, in fact, that entire languages have been developed that integrate a binary understanding of gender, masculine and feminine, into their very structure. And there are many gendered languages besides Spanish, like French, German, Arabic, and Hebrew. So what is happening here is the woke, who are practitioners of a quasi-religion known as neo-Marxism, even if they don't know it, that's what they're practicing, they will not accept the binary reality of gender because they're involved in a faith. That's what they're in. They're they're religious zealots that practice a faith. Uh, And they're not fans of science either. Cults never are. So first, this is what they did. They started by demanding that English-speaking countries remove binary gender references and that we make English gender neutral. So that's why we're hearing terms like chest feeder and people who give birth, uh, people who bleed, and we're being told to adopt pronouns. Uh, It's why you're being told in your DEI meetings all these things because we must embrace this notion that radical gender Uh, theory, this idea that gender is just a construct, uh, we have to embrace it. And nothing can be allowed to exist that counters this idea. So the woke are demanding that English become gender neutral. Now, if the wokest cult wanted to change their own language, English, right, and leave everyone else alone, that might be one thing. But that is not enough for the totalitarian woke left. No, no, no. Woke progressives who are usually white, and I'm just pointing that out again because of the irony of the fact that they demand people of color who they say are marginalized and colonized, yet they turn around and say to those same people, change your very language to accommodate my worldview. And this is why I said Diana Brooks, though her article on AdAge brings up some good points, it is very, it's a very mild shot across the bow of the woke progressives. And ultimately, I think it shows that people still don't fully appreciate what is happening. Or if they do, they're too afraid to say so. And and believe me, I get that part. But newsflash, we're not dealing with your average liberal or even progressive. The woke are cultural imperialists. They are the ultimate colonizers, just like the real colonizers of the past. And they are coming to a culture near you, and they intend to bring it under their rule, every last culture. That's why they feel great. They feel perfectly righteous about imposing their understanding of gender onto Hispanics. The use of Latinx, and I can't even say it, is quite purposeful. It's it's not about inclusivity. That's just the clever rapper. That's the clever rapper that all of this neo-Marxist critical race theory, gender theory, it all comes in the wrapper of inclusivity. But it's about exclusivity and about subjugation. And so the woke progressives will continue to insist Hispanics use it, and the pressure on Hispanic people to use the term is only going to grow, I promise. And you know who is all too happy to go along with all this? Those cowardly, yes, lily-white corporate C-suites and boardrooms that have been captured by the woke, who are comprised of squeamish people that claim to care so much about diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
but they don't really care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. If they did, they wouldn't impose American westernized woke ideas and language on an entire culture that rejects it. And this is what I mean by woke progressive colonization. And like so many things about the woke, everything they say and do is projection. They call you intolerant when that's what they are. They say you hate, but no one seethes with more hatred than they do. Woke corporations say they care about DEI, but these very corporations that claim to care about other cultures, and they are probably sending you daily emails every day about Hispanic Heritage Month as we speak, these same corporations are actively altering the language of other cultures. And they never asked Hispanics if if it was okay. Uh, They never did do that. And again, that's because they don't care what Hispanics think. In fact, one Hispanic individual on LinkedIn uh, that actually responded to Diana Brooks' article and her post on LinkedIn said this. This is interesting. I'm in Southern California, and a group of us had this conversation with the communications team at our company as they started using it. And she's referring to Latinx. Uh, And we expressed why we dislike it. They quote, and she put it in quote, heard, quote, us, and still use it. Another reason to continue to dislike it, she writes. See, corporations don't care that Hispanic employees reject the term. They're going to keep on using it because they're afraid, most of all, of the woke totalitarians who are the true colonizers. Yes, the woke progressives are the cultural imperialists who have infiltrated universities, government agencies, schools, and yes, corporations, and they feel they can tell people of color how to talk and and people of different religious beliefs how to talk. They, They think they can tell you what to believe and yes, even how to use your own language in the case of Hispanics. Diana Brooks is right to point out the exclusionary nature of Latinx, but her article doesn't go far enough. It misses the fact that the woke progressives are not up for a conversation about any of their radical ideas. The woke intend to impose their radical ideas on every last person, even if they destroy people of color, like they did with defund the police, which only hurt the black community. And here's a prediction. Eventually, woke progressives will demand that everyone, all Hispanics, capitulate to their woke totalitarian views on gender, and they will insist Hispanics use the term Latinx. And here's a prediction. Eventually, woke progressives will demand that everyone, all Hispanics, capitulate to their woke totalitarian views on gender, and they will insist that Hispanics use the term Latinx. Today, using Latinx isn't compulsory, but tomorrow, believe me, tomorrow you may well lose your job for not using it. You'll be labeled uh, a hater. Uh, They'll say that you are exclusionary because the woke ideology is actually the, the thing that is exclusionary in the extreme. It's designed to divide and subjugate and purposely so. Now, I want to make one more point. I, too, have a system of beliefs as a Christian. And the truth is we all have systems of belief. Even if you're agnostic, even if you're an atheist, you have a worldview. We all have one. But what makes living side by side in America possible is respecting other people's right to have different beliefs. And, you know, as a Christian, which is what I am, I'm called to persuade hearts and minds, not impose my beliefs on others. And I know people will say, well, Christians have imposed their ideas on people in the past, and you'd be right in saying that. But I would just say this, that is not real Christianity, because anybody can do anything in the name of anything. That's just another form of zealotry. And As a Christian, we are called to persuade hearts and minds Uh, because Christ, who we follow, 
Uh, he's not after people who are compelled by force to follow him. And I can't make anyone a true Christian. And that's true even of my kids. Uh, see, Jesus is after our heart. Uh, he wants you to follow him in response to his sacrifice for you. Uh, this sacrifice that he didn't even deserve, you know, where he ended up on a cross, naked and tortured until death between thieves and murderers. Uh, in, in response to this incredible sacrifice, he asked us to turn from living in rebellion to him and instead follow him. So he's looking to persuade our hearts and minds. And I bring up my Christian worldview as an example because it's not just Hispanic culture that's being put in the crosshairs. If you're a convictional Christian, you know this. This pseudo-religion of wokeness has you squarely in its crosshairs because it designates anyone who disagrees with any of its edicts as someone who spreads, quote, hate. It's been engineered to do that. Uh, that's the purpose of it. So if you're pro-life, you hate women. If you're pro-traditional marriage, you hate gay people. If you won't use the word Latinx, you hate non-binary folks and are exclusionary. Of course, it's all a lie, but that's the woke's POV. And it's being enforced with the full weight of institutional power in government and corporations. And we all know it's happening. And it's coming after Christians, Hispanics, and frankly, anyone who will not capitulate to its demands. You know what? The woke's colonization of other cultures won't stop with Spanish in this term, Latinx. The woke will eventually seek to subjugate all gendered languages and cultures to embrace its totalitarian views on gender. I'm talking about Hebrew, Arabic, German, French. They will come for them all. So who is the colonizer? Is it Judeo-Christian America? The culture of El Pluribus Unum, Latin for out of many one? that affirms that though we're all different, we all melt into one. Is the colonizer America, which embraces a plurality of ideas and a live and let live ethos? Or is it the woke progressives, the new religious zealots who would overturn America's intolerant multi-ethnic culture in order to impose a new intolerant monoculture? Who is imposing their values on whom? Who is the colonizer? Who is telling you live as I tell you to live? Think as I tell you to think. Talk as I tell you to talk. It's obvious who's doing that today. The woke progressives are. And the corporations and the marketers are bowing down and they're going right along with it. I think this woke term, Latinx, which is being pushed onto Hispanics by DEI programs in corporate America, reveals the truth. The woke totalitarian progressives are the real modern day colonizers. And I will tell you this, if more people don't speak up, the pressure to change your speech will only grow. Stopping this madness requires bravery, or we'll all lose our cultures to the woke totalitarians. Thanks for joining the AdWoke podcast, and until next time, remember, you're not crazy, they are.